everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Roost Podcast. As always, I am Carter Spires, here with my co-host Matthew Bartlett, the founder and managing editor of The Roost, your premier source for rice sports news and analysis. Still uh, riding high after that <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> if you want uh, further discussion on that and you haven't already, you can go back and listen to the bonus episode that we recorded immediately after the game on Saturday in our in our excitement. Uh, but we'll we'll get on to previewing UAB, assuming that game hopefully happens. But uh, still so currently as of recording time, but uh, we'll see. How long do we get to enjoy this one? Bloomgren said after the game or this week during the press conference that he usually, you know, a game is 24 hours, then on to the next. He said he might have let it linger for 48. <laughs> so if the coach lets it go double, that gives us like, what, a week, two weeks, three weeks? Yeah, I mean, and if this game doesn't get played, then that's our final game for the season. So, you know, just we could celebrate it all off season. Yeah, and I think regardless, we might just have to celebrate it. Either way, we, yeah, we were riding right. high after a three-win streak to end last year, right? <laughs> so it's all good. Rice, when the weather gets cold, the owls don't go back to their nests. They go yeah, pecking it. Everyone knows that the team from Houston thrives in cold. Wait, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> Someone's hey, backwards about this. It, it got down to like the 40s the week before the Marshall game, and they actually went and practiced outside and did wet ball drills. Well, there we go. So they they took advantage of it. But yeah, we w- we could spend another 45 minutes on Marshall. We won't um go back like Carter said, listen to the other one. Uh, a couple of housekeeping notes first before we jump into oh my goodness, another wacky week in Conference USA. Uh news that we told you about scheduled games and the breaking news podcast on Saturday have already been changed, so more fun there. But on the Roost front, make sure you go ahead and, if you're not yet, uh, rate, review, and subscribe this podcast. Uh, it means a lot to me. And Carter helps get the word out and uh, tell other folks that uh, what's going on in the world of Rice football. And hopefully a lot of good news coming soon. And part of that news is going to be the early signing period, which is uh, a week from when we're recording this, Wednesday, December the 16th. Things kept kick off so we'll have a lot more on that some stuff exclusively for our subscribers on our patreon page so go ahead patreon.com slash at the roost you can get all our recruiting news carter's film room piece which if you just want to smile and watch the rice defense just decimate people the film room is particularly exceptional uh, this week so do check that on out and then uh Wednesdays inside the head with me and Taylor McCarg, former Rice football quarterback. We broke down the Marshall game and look forward to UAB this week. Uh, make sure you check that out. We got, man, it's been a busy week. Is that is that all we have going on? Maybe a football game? Yeah, all that, all that, and potentially a football game. Well, uh, it would not be Conference USA, like regardless of regular season, pandemic season. It it, it doesn't matter the external circumstances. It's CUSA, so you know there's going to be some kind of weird shenanigans or confusion with regard to the championship game and who is and isn't participating and when and where it might be. <laughs> See, I'm laughing because Conference USA went as far as putting out tiebreaker scenarios. I think, when did those go out? They might have gone out on Sunday. I believe they went out Sunday. 
And they said, if this team wins and then this team wins, this happens. And they had everything lined up of who goes to what games, depending on the results of those games being played. There was just one thing they forgot to include, uh, which was what happens if a game is postponed, which has happened, I don't know, three times a week in this conference. I mean, we're now up to uh, is is CUSA officially the conference that leads the nation in cancellations? I I have not tracked the rest of college football, but by my count, Conference USA is at 36 games that have been postponed or canceled so far. And that's not counting like the Western Kentucky Charlotte game that was on a Saturday and then on a Tuesday and then on a Sunday and then on the next Saturday. That only counts once. <laughs> So maybe that's under oh, being a conservative 36. But yeah, you're, you're talking about one in three. So it could should come to us as no surprise when the teams are kind of doing their own thing that we have a, another issue come up. Marshall and Charlotte, who weren't supposed to play until during the podcast we recorded after the game on Saturday. Conference USA announced that game would take place. Uh, Marshall announced this week that because of covid issues within the herd they could not play that game as scheduled against charlotte and as a byproduct of that decision marshall will be your conference usa east champions i'm not accusing marshall of anything nefarious but they could have just said oh we don't want to play and we get a division title and that's that no other information released i mean sure why like not anything weirder than what's going on anywhere else right now so like sure hey if they win we get to say rice gets to say they uh they beat the conference champions the only team to beat the conference champions this is true and then there's also one just this is peak conference usa and i love it Uh, fbs schedules uh, i guess reached out to the conference for clarification on who's playing in that game, the conference championship game. And uh, according to uh, the conference, it looks like if Marshall is unable to go in that game, the next team up would be FAU. So Conference USA, I don't think has spelled this out like XYZ, just straight up. But I think what would happen is Marshall can't play next weekend. It would be FAU going in place of Marshall. So, at that point, is this like the uh, the basketball tournament, right? You have a regular season champion, and then you have the the conference tournament champion. Would this be that the equivalent uh, in basically, football? Basically, yeah. <laughs> so that would only make sense. So we don't we don't have any idea what's what's going on. Which you know, as I mentioned, that's actually kind of the the normal thing that is you know kept with us in 2020 we usually get to november december and we have no idea we had a tiebreaker change the week of the championship game last year so this is really just par for the course well and now you see the big 10 doing that so uh really conference usa are trailblazers in that regard they just set the trend that the rest of the nation chooses to follow now this is great yeah we just uh, what is it the uh whose line is the way uh we uh points don't matter we make up the rules as we go Everything's made up and the records don't matter. Yeah. We'll have Drew Carey on the podcast next week. 
Oh, man, I don't even know what we talk about. That'd be fun, though. Um, but anyhow, in, in lieu of breaking into show business for our next endeavor with no football, man, it's probably a good thing we didn't have to go break down a UTEP game like we thought, right? Um, <laughs> that was plan B in case you missed it if the Marshall game didn't happen. So we're not going there. But assuming, back to where we were, assuming Rice does play UAB this weekend, as things currently stand, UAB would go to the conference championship game representing the West, assuming they are healthy enough to go, a caveat we now need to put, if they beat Rice. If UAB does not play Rice or they lose to Rice this weekend, UTSA would go to the championship game. And this is the most ridiculous part. If UAB comes to Rice Stadium this weekend and Rice wins, they would be one quadruple doink away from playing in the conference championship game. <sighs> That's insane. Ugh. I don't even... It, it just makes it all the more horrible. Like, I was finally kind of emotionally over that. Like, oh, did the I just game went a long salt way. in the wound? <laughs> yeah, and now it's... If that were to happen, it just... Oh... I mean, in some ways... What a year. What a time. Glass half full, right? Like, the fact that you could be a one... What did Adolfo say? A one in three million odds bad bounce of playing for a conference championship? No. <laughs> we've we've got... I, I think it's my fault. I think we promised the statute of limitations of, like, four weeks. And we're past that. Although this is COVID time, so yeah. again, weeks don't matter. Time is meaningless. Eat a Darby's. <laughs> well, that's not that's not an ad. It's a statement of nihilism. All right, <laughs> <laughs> not a sponsor, unless you want to be. Arby sponsor the podcast. Yeah, about to say I'll I will tell tell the world about any kind of fried chicken. You know, we we don't have to limit this to Arby's. I'll go. Go True. anywhere. Yeah. Pop oh, dude, if we could get a Popeye sponsorship. That's that's the dream. That's yeah, when you so know you've made it. If you're connected in the chicken world. And not like uh what is it, Pollo Loco, uh drug cartel. Not that kind of connected. That, not yeah. that chicken. Just <laughs> the, the real chicken. Hook us up. Yeah, so that's where we're at in lieu of and lieu of football happenings, we're all at chicken. Maybe that'll be next next episode. We'll see. But for now, uh, we've talked about what's at stake, at, at stake for UAB and UTSA. What's at stake for Rice is if Rice is able to play this game as currently scheduled and they win, that would put them... The, the, the standings are very tricky to decipher, but I believe that would put them third officially in the West, and that would put them in the running for a bowl game for the first time since 2014. I'll take it. Maybe not how we thought we were going to get here? Yeah, no. You told me before the season, Rice is going to get three wins in a bowl game. Or th three wins and then get, get invited to a bowl game. I mean, I don't... <laughs> right? But also, I think it's interesting because we talked about before the season that the standard was a bowl game, right? We, we were expecting 
a bowl game in a conventional year. You throw out the records and, and everything that happened in September and October until, I guess, October 24th, or maybe the 24th. We can throw out the Middle Tennessee game if we want. But you throw that other part out and just a fact on the table of should Rice win is Rice could go bowling with a win over Marshall, the best team in the East, and UAB, you know, Roadrunner fans were mad, but probably the best team in the West. They did beat UTSA head-to-head. So if Rice is going bowling with wins over the best two teams in Conference USA, that would that would qualify as decidedly ahead of schedule. For yeah, me. Uh, that's uh, unmitigated success. Uh, yeah, I mean, you would have a winning record in conference play and be a quadruple doink away from being 4-1 and one in conference play. So, like, I'll this is it. how this is how we get people to sleep on the owls going into 2021. Yeah, I mean it's funny to have just last week on here we were saying that the it's gotten to the point where where this the season was so lost that you you couldn't really draw firm conclusions from from whatever ended up happening and now we're at the point where like if they get a win this weekend it's like we're calling it an unmitigated success. So Things change fast. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you go on the road and you shut out a ranked team without your starting quarterback, running back, and best wide receiver. It turns out that that's usually a big deal. Yeah, I'm a big fan. And uh, again, if you uh, you want more happiness, go check out last week's, or I guess not even last week's, like four days ago show in COVID time, the, the Saturday show. It, it has Marshall, I think Carter put all caps like Rice did it in the intro or something like that. You can find it. <laughs> uh, it's good yeah so we'll have that to uh to look back on and also i guess now that we're getting into who is there and who's not there um if we're done on conference usa stuff we can talk uab yep. unless i miss something no i think we got it um my hometown blazers have had a very odd season um <laughs> they started just at, they were one of the first FBS teams to play a football game this year. They basically had like a normal season starting on Thursday, September 3rd and they played seven games in the several weeks after that and then their season just kind of stopped. And to add it all up, they the final two games that they played uh, they have they last played on October on, on Halloween at the end of October. That is the last time they played a game. They have had four straight con- cancellations in the six weeks since then. So that's a fun time. Um, those two games they lost to uh, Louisiana and Louisiana Tech were, per Bill Connolly's postgame win expectancy, two of the least likely losses of of any game played in all of FBS this year. So despite the underwhelming record generally of four and three um it's those two extremely unlikely losses and another loss to miami and i mean they're what 67th in fpi and just had it 45th in sp plus so the numbers like them based on how they've played but they also haven't played in six weeks and might be missing like half their team including like 
what was it that our friend Evan Dudley from AL.com said, like 11 starters or something like that. Um, so it's it's really, really hard to know what we're going to get out of this. Like, I have no like if you told me they came out and like uh, like they have a really good pass rush, they've gotten like uh, I think like 16 or 17 sacks in seven games. Um, their defense is, is obviously fierce as it always been, as it always been under Bill Clark. Like if you told me they came out and did what North Texas did to Rice's offense, but worse, particularly if Mike Collins can't go, then I wouldn't be terribly surprised by that. Uh, if you told me that Rice came out and beat them like 35 to nothing because they were missing all their players and Rice got a couple key guys back, I would also not be surprised at that. I just I have <laughs> absolutely no idea what to expect from this UAB team on Saturday. This is funny because usually by the time it's it, we've gone complete backwards in COVID world, right? At the beginning of the season, we're like, you know, we haven't seen them. We don't know how good these new guys are going to be stepping into big roles. And you you just did that. But it's December. <laughs> and we've gotten to the end of the season where we now know less than we did about maybe both of these teams three weeks ago. Or six, I guess, if you go with the Blazers. Yeah, they had they had a lot of weird turnover luck in their their two losses the the last couple games out like strange penalties and just like it was strange like this is a this is a team that as completely healthy and on the field is probably better than four and three and there's a reason that they currently have a win over utsa who is i guess the the front runner in the conference by virtue of being the healthiest which is strange, like UTSA has been fine, but being the healthiest, I don't, we can get into that conversation another time. Uh, but yeah, so UAB has been pretty good. I think you mentioned Evan Dudley and what he was reporting earlier. He said that UAB, this is as of Wednesday morning, they went ahead and pushed back Bill Clark's typical media availability from Monday to Wednesday uh, which, you know, was in, in times of, of, of current day when you see a postponement of any kind, all the antenna get raised, right? Yeah. So, so he said down 25 players, but could have a couple back, about 12 starters and role players who will be out against Rice. Will be not contact tracing. You might be back in two days after a couple tests. It's they're out. So... And and let's think about here, if you're UAB, right, just putting like game theory on this and not even, <laughs> yeah, this is a Rice podcast. Of course. TM. Uh, but if you're UAB, if you don't play this game, you can't win your third West division title in three years. So you have every incentive whatsoever to play this game. You also just saw what happened with the Rice and the UTEP game a couple of weeks ago. And to clarify reporting and things that have been out there, UTEP had a player test positive on the last round of tests, which prompted a new rapid test on Saturday morning. The rapid test looks like came back with false positives, but UTEP did still travel with a player who was positive, And that was enough for Rice to say, we don't know. And we're out. Um, so UAB would it would behoove them to be as cautious as they can and make sure that they're bringing a healthy contingent of players to play the game, because that's the only way they can get to what they want 
which is the conference championship game. Obviously, Rice would like to play as well because they would like to go bowling. And uh, if they I, I don't who knows what's going to happen with bowl games and technically everyone's eligible. But a two and two Rice looks a lot less attractive when you're slotting things into a bowl scenario than a three and two Rice with a, a couple quality wins. Yeah, like like you said, technically everyone is bowl eligible this year, but this year especially is not going to be a year where uh, just being eligible gets you there. So, uh, especially with a couple of the bowls being canceled and ooh, we, we do have an not aside. Exact... What? Well, I said I do have an aside. Oh. Everyone is bowl eligible this year except for LSU. <laughs> Yeah, I love them uh, <laughs> imposing a one-year bowl ban when they're like about to go three and six on the season. It's like um, I, I, I'm I'm self-imposing a ban on myself being fabulously wealthy for the next year. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, wouldn't it be fun, Rice and LSU? Let's go. Could have had this that matchup earlier. Why not? Yeah, let's just get that rescheduled. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. I, I figured you would uh, you would appreciate that tidbit. Um, but yeah, so LSU won't be going. Rice could be going. Both teams obviously want to get this game played. So I'm like, I'm not going to be surprised when, you know, college football teams travel with such pomp and circumstances these days that I have no doubt that they're well, typically when a team shows up from their hotel at Rice Stadium, they're bringing a contingent of like three or four of those large uh, how many how many people fit in those buses like i guess it depends but like 40 50 passenger buses yeah yeah so you've brought your whole traveling party of players and analysts we're gonna have like one school bus show up at rice stadium this weekend with the 15 blazers who uh passed all of their tests and are healthy enough and uh are the reliable ones and they're gonna they're gonna go play both ways yeah just just iron man it like in the old days like Giovanni Johnson's going to call all-time quarterback. <laughs> we're not there, but we're laughing because it's not that far away. Nothing feels uh, implausible this season. Yeah. So we, that's that's all to say that we don't we really don't know uh, from a personnel perspective who's going to show up. For UAB this weekend, uh, Taylor McCarr did did say that he wouldn't be surprised if we see a couple guys go two ways. So maybe there is some theory or, or some uh, truth to my theory of of yeah. the 15 player. Hey, Rice did just set a record from back in the 60s. So let's bring back 60s football. I mean, the early 60s were a very good time for Rice football. Uh, so I, I would not in that in that aspect, I would not complain at all. Yeah, you know, which that's, means that's the funny part to to get an, a complete aside here. But obviously, everyone knows the the. If you're listening to this podcast, you've heard the JFK "Why Does Rice Beat Texas" thing. The thing is that, like, before or "Why Does Rice Play Texas," I was okay with that too. <laughs> but before that speech, Rice was like, they were. I, I forget the exact numbers, but they were like five and five against Texas in the last ten years or something. It was very even at that point and had been for a little while and almost immediately after that was when the the two programs started started to sort of uh trend towards what they would what they would eventually become over the latter years of the southwest conference but 
at the time JFK said that, it was not really, like, it was kind of not accurate. Yeah, that's, I'm going and pulling all of that up now. Just funny how things work like that. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of blue. Rice in Texas. <laughs> I we uh we can get that game on. We can we can go at our wish list. That'll be what we'll put on for uh put that on the off season whenever we get to there. Our our games we'd like to see now that Rice is you know shutting out ranked teams. I hear Ohio State's free this weekend. Sure, why not? A and M's A and M's free. They don't have to go far. Come on yeah. down, boys. There you go. That's reasonable. <laughs> Man, that would be a fun. That would be a fun test. Okay, now we just get a litmus test. But yeah, UAB wise, getting uh, getting back. So we we it's interesting because we don't know if it's offense. We don't know if it's defense. I think we've seen enough. I've seen enough from watching Rice play UAB over the past three years that I don't really doesn't really matter to me who lines up in the front seven for UAB I'm concerned about Rice's ability to run the football because they yeah I don't know what Bill Clark is feeding them but those Alabama boys just have a way of gum- gumming things up in the middle and it's been it's been tough sailing um, or tough sledding tough sludging <laughs> I guess sledding we are into December right but yeah that's that's been an issue for Rice and so again we don't know what personnel are going to be there uh, but that's a unit like you mentioned with the sacks that has given trouble in the past couple years and their secondary is is quietly like we haven't heard from them in literally a month because they haven't played I guess almost two months now uh, but their secondary is is one of the better ones in, in Conference USA and is more or less held down a, a couple of good quarterbacks and whatever you think about the tandem of of Louisiana Tech quarterbacks. So I think if the Rice offense was, I mean, they they got enough done against Marshall this weekend. They weren't phenomenal, and you can excuse some of that with all the pieces that were missing. But I think for, you know, if let's play the hypothetical and the, the UAB defense is 95% healthy and it's the offense that has, has guys missing, this could turn into a, a lower scoring game uh, because we have to see if the Rice offense can make adjustments from last week. Giovanni Johnson uh, was was good and, and did what he was he was asked to do, but he only attempted 14 passes. And Grant yeah. Wells threw 35. Granted, five of those were two Rice players, so. (laughs) Like, I don't know what we'll see as far as if Mike is going to be back this weekend, Um, especially if he's not. uh, I am currently going to try and find uh, what the over-under for this game was. Uh, Let's see. I should have it. it, I was looking earlier, and it hadn't moved after the news came out that UAB was running thin. Yeah, the current over-under is 44, um, especially given that uh, UAB's offense, particularly passing, has not been very good this season. They've uh, gotten not much at quarterback from either Lucero or Tyler Johnston, uh, and Austin Watkins, their leading receiver, just opted out. Um, plus, you add in COVID or you know whatever they are, are missing due to you know positives and and. Uh, contact tracing. I very much expect Rice to put on uh, a very solid defensive performance this weekend. On the flip side, if 
especially if Rice doesn't get Collins or Trammell back, uh, UAB's defense is pretty good too. And I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them put up a similar performance as Marshall did. Uh, they are actually currently ranked 11th in defensive SB+, which is uh, Marshall was ranked 10th. So it's a similar caliber of defense to what they faced last weekend. Now, granted, they're at home and, uh, you know, the quarterback, he'll at least have had the full week of practice as the quarterback. And that should, I, you know, open things up both in terms of the game plan and in terms of like his comfort level. But yeah, if especially once if and once we get that announcement that uh, Collins isn't playing, I if if I were a betting man, I would be hammering the under in this game. Which means Rice is going to drop 70. Oh, yeah. We've, yeah. we've spoken it, it, it into being. It'll end up being like fun 38 be, to 14 man. or something. Like, I don't even care if they give up 50. Like, that would just be way to way to hit both ends on the way out. Uh, yeah, we'll see. And so Mike Collins, Mike Collins wasn't practicing up to last week. It was kind of a game time decision of like is he going to travel is he not so uh when when i broke that last saturday morning i was it didn't when i heard that that was how it was going to be be going down and he wasn't on the trip so i we'll see uh stay tuned i might have a why well, I, I will have an update on depth charts and what things look like for our subscribers up on on Friday with some more details on injury stuff. And then we'll have, I'll have more on who's actually on the field pregame on Saturday uh, as well. So do go ahead and subscribe and I'll, you will have uh, the most up-to-date notes that anybody has that I can get to you. And, you know, hopefully we'll figure out who's playing quarterback. But if I had to guess, I'm, I, I would, I would waver to say Rice has been on the cautious side of, of these uh, injuries when folks have been coming back. So I mean, Naeem was out there a week before. I guess there was a game canceled, right? So <laughs> it's hard to judge in there. But they've had some guys out on the practice field and, and kind of eased them in over time. So so we'll see there. If I had to guess, I'm going to guess it's going to be Giovanni. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens then and, and after that. And so if if worst-case scenario, you're without all the guys who were out last week, um I think getting Giovanni exposed to live bullets was a good thing. I think playing yeah. against that Marshall front, which they really didn't ask him to do too much. They gave him it, it was interesting because t tell me if you saw this when you were going through the film room. When I watched the North Texas game, North Texas basically dropped uh, guys in like a shallow zone about 10 yards right at the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. And I saw Marshall try and do a lot of the same things kind of things that it was basically open for him to throw a five or a six yard hitch all game and whereas north texas kind of was able to get pressure on collins and collins at that point was trying to go deep and couldn't get deep uh, marshall didn't really get the same level of pressure on giovanni and so he was just able to take those short hitches and so if you can add that in and i'm just i want to see a deep ball like Please, like Andrew Mason, just take the top off. We know you can do it. Um, so who knows? I think that's what you're gonna you're gonna see something similar from the offense for Rice, which you know played, I guess, turnover free except for the Jake Bailey, whatever you want to call the end zone yeah, reach. That weird play. Yeah. So, but they 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 did their job, and if you score if you score twenty points against UAB on offense. Uh, 
you should feel pretty reasonable about your chances because I feel like this is a team that has not taken care of the football this year when they have been healthy. And so you're going to get a couple extra opportunities. I would love another pick six or fumble return first for a touchdown. That would work as well. I think Rice is going to get opportunities on defense. And that's the part Well, this kind of feels like it should go without saying that's the part where I feel like Rice has the advantage in this game and kind of why we think it's going to be lower scoring rather than higher. Yeah, I, like if if they can manage 20, like if they can take care of the football and capitalize on short fields when the defense is able to get turnovers, and I and I think they will, like probably not five interceptions. Although I would take that if they want to go out there and grab five interceptions in a game again. I will not say no to that. So, so I'm going to wager go ahead. it's been maybe since the 60s. That's no, they, they, I, I bet you it wasn't happening in the 60s because they weren't throwing enough passes to <laughs> intercept the ball five times. It's yeah, although the, the interception rates were way higher back then, because basically that's you true. Were only through when you were like chucking it deep. Like if if you look at like old NFL quarterbacks, like guys that you know of as like the stars of like the 50s, 60s and stuff, like Joe Namath threw more interceptions in his career than touchdowns. Like they used to throw way more interceptions, <laughs> like relative to the number of pass attempts back then. So, so maybe you could find one, but yeah, five interceptions probably not. Yeah, I think in those days, if you threw you threw two or three in a game, they just went to uh went back to the old like, you know, wedge flying V offenses. Yeah, so we're probably <laughs> not going to get there. But uh, I did think it was it was interesting. And, and this is something that I think is is particularly worth noting. So. On the UAB side, so this defense, I think it starts up front for Rice. We, we've known that that for a while now. And oh my goodness, Elijah Garcia and DeBraylon Carroll. Like, comp, Blaze Aldridge got Conference USA Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, and that was the easiest vote I've ever had in my life. Um, <laughs> but but the, the, the guys in front of him in the middle, there was a play. It was the third down play in the fourth quarter where Marshall was like, Almost had a drive going. They were in field goal range. And it was a foot race between DeBraylin and Blaze to see who could sack the quarterback first. Yeah. So so this was, uh, you're talking about the play that was the, the yeah. second one in the phone? Yeah. So <laughs> they're in, like Rice is, is, is showing presser and they end up coming in like an all out, like cover zero blitz. Like they bring seven guys. And, uh, Marshall only had six in protection, but the mo numbers were momentarily even because Trishon Chamberlain was coming off the edge and he like disrupted the release of the tight end or the H back as he was coming out. So for a moment, it's six on six in protection, but uh, they brought both linebackers on the left side of the line, which overloaded the protection on that side. So Blaze is coming free off the edge. And then there was some kind of mix up in the protection between the center and the running back. I'm going to guess it was on the running back just because more likely that a running back mixed, mixed, messed up a blitz blitz pickup than a, than a offensive lineman did. But anyway, both Brendan Knox and the center decided to pick up uh, Garrett Grammer in the right A-gap, which meant that uh, DeBraylon Carroll lined up in the other A-gap, was just left as a free rusher. And uh, bad decision. Yeah, Grant Wells was faced with what I can only imagine is any CUSA quarterback's absolute worst nightmare, which is both DeBraylon Carroll and Blaze Aldridge 
bearing down on you at full speed, totally unblocked. Yeah, it did did not go well. And those guys, <laughs> Carol and, and Garcia are going to be integral, whoever is, is, is there for UAB, because this, so Spencer Brown is second in college football and active, among active college football players and rushing yards. The only college football player with more rushing yards than him right now is Travis Etienne at Clemson with uh, 4,800, which is ridiculous. Really? Right, yeah. Spencer Brown is at a, a humble 3862. So, yeah, just bizarre. Travis Etienne's I mean, running backs don't get picked in the first round of the NFL draft anymore, but Etienne still might go. That's how yeah. good he is. I mean, Najee Harris is a senior and is very likely to pass Derrick Henry for Alabama's all-time rushing record this year, and he has like 3,500 yards in his career. Yeah, but don't doesn't Alabama have like seven guys rushing at any one time? Not he, the two years he's been the starter. That's true. It's been mostly him. It's it's been a lot him, yeah. Which is which is how he's there in the first place. But yeah, he wasn't. I mean, Etienne's basically been a full time starter all four years, which is which is how he's there. But but yeah, so that's Jesus, how good forty eight hundred yards. That's that's the company. I mean, Spencer Brown is a ways from Etienne, but he's second. And there's a lot of running backs in college football right now. And he got hurt against Rice last year. I believe it was the first snap of the game. It might have been the second. And he didn't play. And that was the end of the year. And I think he might have missed a couple games after that. So he's been out a little bit. And he's still 3,800 rushing yards. The school active leader at 3,862. I just have a an inkling that someone in the sports and information department might be aware of how many rushing yards he needs to get to 4,000, which would be pretty cool, which would be 140. And he, or I guess even less, 138, if we're being exact. He had 140 last time out uh, against Louisiana. And this is a guy who has 1,800-yard uh, games in his career, which is a lot. And the thing that worries me somewhat is... UAB lost Brown last year at the very beginning of the game and still was able to run on Rice. Uh, they had a stable of guys behind him. Uh, Lucius Stanley was the guy last year that kind of came in. and I, He had a, a good amount of success on the ground. They have Dwayne, McBr Dwayne McBride, who's a freshman this year, who's been he's been super explosive and looked great when he's played. Uh, Jermaine Brown, a sophomore, is in there. He's been in the mix. So they have so many guys that this is the kind of thing that, you know, say you have a situation where your top three running backs don't travel. Their fourth string running back is still really good. <laughs> so Rice is going to have to stop somebody who's explosive and can run with the football. And they did that against Brendan Knox at Marshall. And then that put a quarterback who was, I think he was more, you know, freshman, caught in the headlights these got these two quarterbacks that they have at uib are maybe a bit more experienced but probably more uh more prone to make unwise decisions so that's it's a similar game plan honestly yeah so i don't know we'll see it's gonna uh, i feel reasonably confident about this game 
regard even if I knew UAB were going to be fully healthy because I mean it's a lot like what they faced last Saturday only this team even when fully healthy does not have nearly as good of an offense um so it, uh, I would expect another slugfest and then UAB's also going to be missing a whole bunch of players that we have no idea who they are so yeah I mean it, it'll be interesting I think maybe just ne- not that this is a a national scope podcast we're we're in the weeds with rice for better or worse you're you're stuck with us but i think that the tendency is when you see a game like last saturday happen and you have a, a ranked undefeated program that just like completely gets bamboozled and just shut out at home by an unranked team with one win in december which is what I saw someone post it. Is that the first time an unbeaten team has been beaten by one? Has been shut out by a one-win team in December? It's probably pretty close. <laughs> probably, yeah. Um, there's a 2020 stat for you. But anyhow, the kind of narrative that typically arises is that was just a bad day for the ranked team, and it was. It was a really bad day for Marshall. They didn't do much right to help themselves out, but Rice was dominant. I think you quoted the the game control or the expected win percentage from Bill Connolly in yeah, our, our, our recap. Yeah. So that was a game that Rice Rice handled the the quote unquote, I'm doing the air quotes now, better team. And so I think there's there's a little bit of that baked into even how we process and look at this game. It's hard to kind of come around and, and maybe believe that a team has just got it. But it could very well be possible after watching that performance. Rice has won five of their last seven football games. Which, if Damn. you would, yeah, if you would tell right. me, any Rice fan just handed a blank check, you'll win five out of seven games. Sign up right now. Like, that's, yeah, that's, that's averaging a, a 10 win season a year. You take that regardless, period, the end. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying that that's what we're going to get forever under the Bloomgren uh, regime. I, I would love for that to be the case. But it really is possible that this team has just got it and they figured it out and they, they know how to win. And if that's the case, then, yeah, I, I line up with you that I think we're going to get a game against UAB that I, I, they're the reigning you know West champs and they're a really good football team. But. I still see this as a much closer game, and I don't think that's looking through blue-colored glasses. I think that's just kind of evaluating what I've seen from this team over the past seven games. Yeah, no, I, I think there's there's absolutely every reason to feel confident going into this one. Like I said, even after even if you knew UAB was going to be totally healthy, like we've we've said it all year, uh, we said it all the the interminable off season through the various extended breaks midseason, but like this is a conference where anyone can play with anyone on a given day. And Rice has definitively demonstrated this season that they can play with anyone. Uh and I mean it just kind of depends on who shows up if they you know play up front like they did against North Texas is probably not gonna be pretty, but like Yeah, we have if, expectations again. Yeah, I mean if it's they, their if they fault. play like they did against Marshall, it's gonna be really good. If nothing else, stick around and and we'll be back regardless. Okay.
Uh, I think that's it for us this week. A uh, little little shorter one for you. You get you get us uh, broken into two portions this week, so they're both a little more digestible. So uh, <laughs> hopefully y'all en- y'all enjoyed that. Um, let's uh, hope for another uh, a strong close to the season. Uh, build off that win on Saturday and and keep the momentum going. Uh, but we'll be back next week regardless. And uh, rice pipe. This show was edited and produced by Carter Spires. It features music from Joseph McDade.